0: Is It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati with Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata.
1: We are back on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. Lindsey Patterson, Mike Santagata. Mike, it is Friday Eve. How you doing?
0: This is basically my Friday because I work four 10-hour shifts for my day job, which I love. I Um, love it. It is great. Yeah. Having the three day weekend every week. So like people are talking about my day day is like three day weekend and like four. What do you mean? <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, so this is basically my Friday. So I, I'm doing great.
1: Let me ask you this. I actually saw it on a news article. What would be the better day off? I know that you're going to be biased because you like Fridays off. Do you think Monday is more appealing if you were to choose or is Friday your, your way? You're rolling into the weekend. You're good. Thursdays, you're really your Friday, not the Sunday scaries where you really want Monday off. You like that?
0: Uh, okay. I think this is, man, I have a lot of opinions on this in my mind. Good. Okay. So the first one for me personally, I like Friday normally, but during the season, I take Monday mm-hmm. off because that's when I'll do all of my videos and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, because I I am lucky enough to be able to get next day all 22. So I just go through that the next day. If I was working by myself and nobody depended on me Friday, which is me right now, not that nobody ever depends on me, but like I'm not part of like a crew, a team where like Mm -hmm. if I don't show up, like they have such a harder day. If I was part of that and we all agreed, or uh, if I was part of a team, and, you know, we all just picked whatever days that was our day off Monday because, you know, everybody's or pick Monday because Monday sucks. And Friday, this is a selfish decision. Friday, 100%. if you work a Friday, like everybody's mailing it in.
1: <laughs>
0: 100%. So, like, I would much rather work that. Day. Like, what's the point of skipping that day at that point? It was like I went to school on senior skip day. I missed 20 days my senior year, which was fine because 21 was the max. <laughs> I was that type of person. Um, so, uh, and then senior skip day, I went. I was like, why would I skip this day? Dude, we're going to play like Uno all day and do nothing. This is the day I'm going.
1: No, I I feel the same way. I'm more of a, I get the Sunday scaries and I love my job, but I get Sunday scaries thinking about Monday. And you know how Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursdays go. Fridays, you're right. You're just like, you know what? It's going to be pretty easy. I know I'm going to get done right around uh, noon, but I'll finish the day out at four. Uh, so I've always wondered that people who have the four tens, and that was just something I have always kind of wanted wanted to know when it comes to a schedule. But uh, we'll get back to Bengals because this topic, you know, it hasn't been played out or anything like that when it comes to the offseason. It's the Jonah Williams topic. I, I'm going to be completely honest with you. I thought we all had a, a, just a agreement over the last month or so that Jonah Williams is going to come back. Mm-hmm. We don't know if he's going to be the starting right tackle. Joe Mixon. That's- is going to be the running back this year. Mm -hmm. And I thought we were just going to agree that they would both have the best season that they could possibly have. And we were over the discussion of debates on who, where, when, what's going to happen. I'm over it. What's going on?
0: Well, we're not, I guess I am. I'm done. I mean, I won technically, right? (laughs) My side was always keep Jonah, keep Joe. And that's what they did. (laughs) So I was like, this is great for me. Um, so, and it's weird being there because the two side like the Venn diagram, is like the people that are too anti uh, Joe Mixon are also too pro Jonah Williams. And the people that are too anti Jonah Williams are too pro Joe Mixon. And then I live in that tiny sliver in the middle of the Venn diagram where I think they're both fine. Like, Joe Mixon is, I think, good, and Jonah Williams is fine. And that's both something you want to keep on your team. I guess the quick thing I'll say is just we don't need to do this. You know, this team is awesome. This team went to a Super Bowl and then an AFC championship game. How is it that the fan base is not overly happy? Like I, as a kid, as a teenager, I would be dreaming of this. Like I and it's where I am right now. It's like I can't get mad. Like I like most things I'm not really upset. I don't know. If they did move on from Mixon and Jonah, I wouldn't be furious or something. I just like I trust the front office to do the right thing at this point, because until they show otherwise, that's what they've done every year. Um, Man, I just I can't I can't muster any energy anymore. I don't think either side really is doing good faith arguments at this point. We've hashed the discussion. I think early on, there were some good points made on both sides. And um, I I lean, I guess, in the Jonah Williams debate, I lean pro Jonah. Uh, Not that I am fully in thinking. I don't think he's a great tackle. I just think he's starting level. And um, I'm just done with the debate because it just goes to the same. uh, It's talking to a brick wall. It's like if you weren't here on the podcast, And Nick, he could be back there not talking back to me, and nothing was recording. This didn't go anywhere. And I just sat in front of my computer and talked at it for about 45 minutes and then left. And like nobody ever heard it. Nobody, because nobody's listening on either side. You know, it's just we've made our points. You are where you are. That's where it stands. We don't need to figure out who's starting at right tackle June 1st. We can figure that out in August. uh, And that's what the preseason is for. So I look forward to that a little bit. A little right tackle battle um yeah. probably just the two i don't think collins will be healthy and then i also don't think i, I don't think cody ford and Hakiba identity are serious candidates although if i had to bet on one it would be identity just because i've seen him play right tackle and i think the coaching staff likes him a bit more than fans who are rooting for him to i don't know never touch an nfl field again anyway uh i'm not i'm hoping no. that he sticks on a team at least Somewhere, even if it's not the Bengals, just root for the guy to succeed. His sixth round, seventh, seventh round pick. Anyway, that's a uh, sixth, seventh. It was one of the picks that I would look at and go, I'm not writing about that. (laughs) He's made a great career out of it.
1: Yeah, the whole Hakim Energe thing, look, we've watched this offensive line deal with plenty of injuries and I'm not pointing saying, "Oh, he would be an answer on the line. I hope he's there as depth piece. I hope that Hakim Energe is just there on the sidelines and, you know, just in case, you know, for a rep or two, but uh I don't have a problem with him being on this roster as a depth, but yeah, I agree with you. It's just going around and around and around and again, and we've talked about Jonah Williams and Joe Mixon plenty over the last few months. And, and to your point, I mean, I think this is the biggest thing. This is one of the best times to be a Bengals fan. That I that I can remember, um, growing up during you know just the bad seasons. Then obviously the Andy Dalton years of 2011 to 2015, where nothing was going. They were they would go to the playoffs and nothing would happen after that. It was heartbreak in the postseason. And now it's like it's realistic to say mm, this team should be back in the AFC Championship game and, and don't take it for granted. But how fun that has been over the last two years, not the ending. But the the season of it, the excitement of this offense, this defense, Louie in a all of that. Let's have those discussions. Let's talk about the good things that we're seeing instead of just finding a debate on something that's just nonsense. And I agree with you when it comes to competition for the right tackle position. That's going to be fun. Look. At the end of the day, the Cincinnati Bengals, it isn't about how much money that that player is making. They're not going to put them out as a starter if they aren't the best player Mm -hmm. to be out there. They will put the best offensive line pieces on the field. I trust that. If they feel stronger about another player, well, guess what? He has training camp and a little bit of preseason reps to prove it. So, end of story. That's all I really want to talk about when it comes to that. And I would like us to move on and maybe Twitter move on to something else and more exciting. I know there's not a whole lot going on, but – there's still a lot of fun players on this team and, and it just gets, man, it's just exhausting. I'm, I'm not going to lie. It makes you want to log off of it and just get back on when there's another day of news. Uh, but, but some good news. I saw this article actually yesterday sports illustrated Connor Orr put this out there and uh, bold predictions for the 2023 season. One of the things that really caught my eye was Joe Burrow on the graphic. And it said the Bengals <laughs> over the 49ers in the Super Bowl. I think he said
0: meat. I don't think he said over, did he? Oh, I don't want to misquote him. I thought it just said that they meet in the Super Bowl. Well, he might have predicted it, though. He was very pro-Bengals. i
1: looking at my phone right now, but I have the graphic of that, and now I need to know if that's what he said. Bengals over the 49ers in Oh, the he Super said Bowl. it.
0: Wow. Whoa. Okay. That's even better. Oh, I just thought he was, you know, taking a little bit of the, like,
1: yeah. ah, they'll play.
0: <laughs> you know, yeah, a lot I'm of Super Bowl be- predictions are like that. It's like those two teams will play in the Super Bowl, and that's where they leave it. It's like, oh, I like the over
1: Ooh, my- well, my favorite thing about it is, you're we're sitting in June first when we record this. You're going to listen to it on June second, and it is bold. People are not not that saying the Bengals would play the Forty Nine ers and and the Super Bowl. That's not bold, but overall, you can just say whatever you want right now, and it's a lot mm-hmm. of fun, and we can get excited about it. And I love hearing that because one of the things it's so crazy how close this team was. to. They were so, play away from playing the 49ers before playing the Los Angeles Rams in the Super Bowl. You see the Niners last year. They almost had a shot at playing the Niners again in in the uh, Super Bowl, but obviously both teams lost. And it's just crazy how close it's been. And it honestly just feels like it should happen that way. Joe Burrow's first Super Bowl win would be over the 49ers, a team that this team struggled with in past Super Bowls and fell to. And it feels full circle. Like, it's going to happen. It needs to happen. And both teams are – they should be legit this year. So, I don't know. I love that bold pre- prediction. And you mentioned there were other things. There were other nuggets in uh, Connor Orr's piece, too.
0: Okay. But I was going to quickly do the Chiefs-Bengals – Chiefs. Oh, my goodness. Well, they are going to play probably twice this year. But the 49ers-Bengals Super Bowl – yeah. Um, Two things. One, it would be very cathartic to beat the 49ers for your first Super Bowl after losing to Joe Montana twice, yada, yada. How nervous are you, like, that week going in, like, why is it the 49ers? Why is it, like, we have such bad luck against Because that would be going through my mind. I never even watched those games. I'd just be like, why the 49ers?
1: <laughs> so you remember – so I will be completely honest with you. The Bengals played the first AFC Championship game when they played the Kansas City Chiefs. They won. That was the four o'clock game. Mm -hmm. And I will be I I was was so supporting
0: for the 49ers,
1: but I was so excited that I didn't even watch most of the Niners and and Rams game because I was just so excited and happy and just celebrating and couldn't believe that they were going to the Super Bowl. And then I started to watch a little bit of the game and I was like, oh, my gosh, they're going to play the 49ers. They're going to play the 49ers in the Super Bowl. It's finally going to happen. And we remembered what happened in Joe's game. I, I said it's my favorite. Joe Burrow lost it in the fourth quarter, the way he was playing with Jamar Chase. Mm-hmm. He was playing lights out. And, you know, everybody knows what happened um, towards the end of the game. But I thought, here's a revenge game for Joe. He's going to he's gonna beat the 49ers in the Super Bowl. And the story's going to be over. And he's going to have his first ring. And then that play happened where he didn't catch the ball. I want to say it was an interception. He could have had an interception. Yeah, just, uh, uh,
0: was it Jaquiski Tart? Somebody, safety, didn't catch the ball. Yeah, it should have been an arm punt from Stafford, but dropped it. Um, My funny thing about that is I drank too much during the AFC Championship game to calm nerves, mostly. But then I had a little bit of celebration after, and uh, I uh, puked in front of my mom and passed out for that game.
1: Any time to be able to do that, you had a good reason. I was with my parents, too. I'm not going to lie. Because I didn't want to be out in public watching that game. I was like, no nope. way.
0: Oh, but my fiance threw a Super Bowl party thinking, like, oh, if the Bengals win will be so fun. And I kept going, if the Bengals lose, it won't be fun. Like, I'm not no. angry. I don't get angry or anything. But the entire time, like it, I got like two comments because usually I'm very lively and I was just sitting there like a hat facing forward, staring sternly at the TV. And I think the only time i made any type of noise, was, there were two moments, three, both Matt Stafford interceptions and the T. Higgins long touchdown. I literally jumped up and started screaming. But other than that, I just kind of like, sat there <laughs> even through the good halftime show. I was just sitting there in silence, just staring at it. <laughs> it was pretty good. <laughs>
1: Stone-faced. I was in I, I was in Nosebleeds and Oh yeah, was, you were there. I was looking for the flag at the end. I thought there was gonna be a flag. They were gonna get another chance. Um oh, and then I just uh I was, yeah. <sighs> yeah.
0: And it wasn't so much the uh structure of the defense, but man, that is also why I want to play the 49ers. I know they have a really, really good defense, but when I was looking at it, I was like, man, Von Miller, Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey. Especially Von Miller and Aaron Donald, because I was like, ah, the Bengals wide receivers against anybody, I feel fine. Even Jalen Ramsey, who I thought at that time was probably still the best cornerback in the league. But Von Miller and Aaron Donald against this Bengals offensive line. I know the 49ers have Nick Bosa and they've got Eric Armstead and all these other guys, but I watched that Panthers (laughs) Broncos Super Bowl. I watched it with my eyes. I saw what Von Miller does when it's Super Bowl time. Yeah, I don't believe that there's a lot of – I don't believe in the clutch thing for a lot of players. I think most people fall in the middle. But I do think Vod Miller and maybe Aaron Donald are kind of the uh, turn it up when the lights go on. Kind of like mm-hmm. Andy Dalton convinced me that you can turn it off when the lights go on as well. What, like, this 100. sample size is too big with Dalton. There's <laughs> There's something.
1: So, moral of the story, we want the Bengals to face the 49ers. Um, get get back to the Super Bowl. Face them. I would feel good about it. I don't know who the quarterback's going to be next season. It'll probably but... be Kyle
0: Shanahan, right? <laughs> you probably just walk out there. Third no, quarterback, we... it's me. Call my own number.
1: I still felt so terrible for them in the NFC Championship game.
0: I uh, no! I just – like, the Purdy thing, it was like sending him back out there with the injury, I was just like, just – i just use McCaffrey, I guess, but it's yeah. your playbook is already. There's no passing plays. It's going to be no different. And it stunk. That just that game just stunk. I hated it. I just felt bad. I thought the Eagles were going to win either way, too. And now that gives you like the whole like, well, did they deserve to be there? Would they have beaten a fully healthy 49ers team? It's like, well, I thought so, but I guess we'll never know.
1: Yeah, We'll never know, but if I was an Eagles fan, I'd be like, Oh, McCaffrey's the quarterback, this is great, so I'm gonna go ahead and buy my Super Bowl ticket. Um, but yeah, man. I
0: probably would have if I was gonna go, I probably would have bought my Super Bowl ticket right when he got hurt. Like, I'm pretty confident, I don't want to wait for this price to go up
1: 100%. But uh, but yeah, no, it's it's a really great piece. Um, I, I want to say he had uh, MVP conversation for Joe Burrow, that's mm-hmm. always gonna be
0: he said wins. That.
1: I love wins that. It. Well, let me ask you this, because we can do bold predictions. We can change this all the time when we'll do all the preseason awards, what's going to happen and everything like that. What are the better chances? What do you think is going to happen? The Bengals are in the AFC Championship game, and they win next year, or Joe Burrow wins the MVP?
0: Ooh. Uh, Wow. I am going to go... This is such a great question. (laughs) I almost wish it was a question asked on the next time because I don't want to wait, I don't want to take too long. But I think just coin flip in the air. I just yell it out. Oh, God. I'm going to say Burrow MVP. And that has nothing to do with Bengals Super Bowl chances and everything to do with, I think that requires less injury luck. And I think it'll be harder for Mahomes to win another one. You know, it, sometimes Peyton Manning was get, gifted them in 2008. Yeah. But, uh, you know, a lot of times when you win a couple, it gets harder to win it. Uh, and I think that could happen. So he has to be better than him, or at least at the same level. I think if he and Mahomes have like a similar statistical year and they're both, I don't know, 13 and 4, 12 and 5, mm-hmm. probably 13 and 4, one of them wins it. And uh, Ty might go to the guy who's never won it before. So yeah. that, I I guess, but mm, yeah, part of me wants to go back now because I'm like, well, if Burrow misses like three games, he's probably dead in the water. So I don't know. Great question. Um, 51-49 Burrow MVP just because I, it requires less injury luck.
1: I love it. He's been in the, he should have been in the conversation over his whole entire time when he played a full season. So uh, um, just you know. the
0: start. To both years,
1: it is it is the start. Down. It is the start, but uh, but no, we have plenty of off to talk about the positives. Joe Burrow, the outlook of twenty twenty three. I can't wait to get into all of that. What that looks like, and then training camp will be here before you know it. We can officially say it's going to be next month. uh <laughs> We'll get to all of your Twitter questions next on it's always game day in Cincinnati.
0: Is It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati with Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata.
1: We are back on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. Lindsey Patterson, Mike Santagata. Thank you so much for following along, sending your questions. Bengals underscore Sands at LNDS Patterson over on the Twitter page. It's a doubleheader segment. Man, we're going to start with a college football one because... Draft guy, Jared, who is a friend of the show and, and love following him on Twitter, college football playoff predictions or something you guys want to see during the college football season?
0: Is this his way to sneak in a draft question? It's not draft season.
1: Yes. You like it? <laughs>
0: um, I just root against the Blue Bloods. I don't have a college team. I, no. I mean, I do, but they're FCS. <laughs> Go Youngstown State Penguins. Go Gwins. Um They play Ohio State this year. They're going to get killed i only care about the team that i went to school for i I don't know i grew up in ohio but i'm not an ohio state fan sorry to ohio state fans. i don't hate ohio state i just i have usually not liked teams that were front running not front runners that because i grew up there i wouldn't be a front runner i'd just be an ohio state fan but you know like i haven't rooted for really good teams i I just look at the Bengals. look at i don't know the cleveland cavaliers are my (laughs) basketball team and before LeBron that was before LeBron the Ricky Davis and uh Darius Miles years so uh, usually not rooting for one of those high end teams and then that makes this journey to like where I am as a Bengals fan and where I was a Cavs fan when LeBron came back so cool to like I've experienced the low of the low to see this high uh so I'm going to root against Alabama Georgia I guess Ohio State because they are in the the, not that I hate Ohio State. Just uh, keep reiterating because I know there's a lot of Ohio State fans that clash over with Cincinnati Bengals fans. But like, I want to see like um, Oregon State or um, I don't know. (laughs) Try to think of other like weird school that probably won't make it, but could. I like when Auburn sometimes makes that Mm -hmm. run. That's that's always fun. They're usually not a thing. I also root for like funky different schemes especially on offense it's like when i see like when cam newton was in auburn they used to run like a basically a full house formation from the 80s 70s era but they did it from the shotgun and had cam run the ball all the time do all those option plays that was so cool so uh yeah if they do something like that the university of miami sure they're probably not gonna make it (laughs) i don't know just like naming schools if it's a school that probably hasn't made it in the last 10 years yeah i'll probably root for them
1: yeah, when it comes to um, there's two points I'm going to make uh, when it comes to Ohio State, I will say I grew up in Ohio State family. I'm not an, a diehard Ohio State fan. I'm just I'm not. Um, I root for them to be good for my family's sake because they like like Ohio State. My niece is named Scarlett for a reason. Oh. Um, so, yeah, I'm not I'm not a diehard, but, I, you know, it's, it's always fun going to a game. I really like to go to Columbus for the mm-hmm. tailgates, and then obviously the game, the atmosphere is really cool, and they usually are pretty good every year. Uh, but I want to say this, and I'm going to make it a Bengals comparison. Caleb Williams, there's been a lot of hype of what he's going to be able to do sure. this year. You know, is he going to go to the Cardinals? Is he going to go to another team who's just, you could even say, the Los Angeles Rams, if they have a bad season, could he be going there? Which would be crazy. I think I remember how it felt in 2019 when we knew the Bengals were pretty much moving on from Joe Burrow and from not, not Joe Burrow Andy Dalton Moving on to Joe Burrow, and I remember thinking, you know what, this is—I hate saying that. Sorry, Andy. I was ready. It was kind of exciting. It was really, really exciting watching the 2019 LSU team and thinking that guy's going to be the quarterback of Cincinnati. He's going to be the superstar when Joe Burrow gets to town. So, was really, really excited about that and watching that. So, I kind of feel that way for a team that you know is not going to be good in the NFL this year to be able to watch him in college football. So, I kind of hope he lights it up and he ends up being everything that. Everybody's giving him, you know, hope to be in college football and in, in the NFL. So I guess that would be something I'm going to keep an eye on. And, and I, I hope you know the team that gets him, they get to feel that excitement. So I just I liked that. I think 2019 was so much fun to watch LSU. I mean, when it was the college football playoff, I was all in. I was just like, mm-hmm. go light it out, go light it up. But then go on the sideline and get drafted by Cincinnati. And- I
0: think, yes, that was um, that was awesome, especially. I love the late surge, and everybody thought Tua was going to go number one, and uh, Justin Herbert was in the conversation. So I love those guys, and that just no, I'm going to go number one, or at least I'm going to you know get drafted top five. And I was a sixth round pick coming into the year, so that's always fun. Yeah, I think they projected like sixth round pick. They just compared him like, yeah, you're general backup quarterback. You're Ryan Finley's of the world. It's like, well, no, he's a little different than that. Uh, So. One last thing I'll say is uh, I root against Brian Kelly. That is uh that is one That's thing.
1: pretty easy. I feel like that's really easy to do. <laughs> I've always
0: liked Cincy, you see. I like I love when they made the playoffs and uh, like I always liked them, although they just lost their head coach, to Wisconsin, I think. At least he waited, right? He waited yeah. until after. after he the waited until
1: after. I mean it felt he honestly stayed a year longer than I thought he would. So mm-hmm. Usually you him. get
0: there with the mid major and you're like, All right, power five time.
1: You're out. And, and it was exciting when he was here, so that was that was totally fine. But, yeah, it's okay to root against Ryan Kelly. But the thing is, LSU should be pretty fun this year. Not going to lie. Their college football team should be pretty good. So um, they might be in the mix for the college football play. If we're going to move on from college football talk. But uh, draft guy Jared, thank you for that question. We'll go to Brian. He says, in your your opinion, which is more likely to happen? Definitely playing at a slightly lower level than last year and the offense finds ways to get more explosive plays or 2 the defense defense plays at the same level as last season and offense is held back by their offensive line. Um, Indeed,
0: oh, I think the first one just because the defense on paper has gotten a little bit worse. Maybe more versatile, maybe more fast, but I do think they were better last last year and the year before. And I do think the offense has set itself up to be a little bit more explosive. They add a running back, this is a stick of dynamite, throw him into there. They add uh, a better left tackle, and especially a guy that can move people in the run game is a people mover. Um, and they're going to build on the offense, at least I think, they're going to build on the offense that they basically had to throw together week five of last year at, on the mini-buy. to, uh, And that became one of the most efficient offenses in the league, running and passing. So – Sprinkling in explosive plays for a unit that got better seems more likely to me than them taking either stagnating or even taking a step back. And the defense, which got worse on paper, is going to step up, which is still possible because it is Luis Rumo. He's a magician. What I'm really hoping for is the defense doesn't take a step back and the offense gets more explosive. That's the optimist in me in June.
1: I man i want this offense to be explosive and it's crazy saying that i want people to understand it's obviously a lot of fun to watch when you have jamar chasey against tyler boyd you had some rookies out there which i don't think they're going to have much of an impact their rookie year when it comes to the wide receiver room but overall I'm excited about the offense, especially if this offensive line can hold up because I was okay with the offensive line the majority of the season last year before the injuries. Jason W says, can we compare Dax Hill and Jesse Bates as prospects? Does Dax have the upside to be better eventually?
0: So as prospects, I think coming out, most people would say Dax Hill was better. He went higher. Jesse Bates was a late second round pick. Dax Hill was projected to go top 20. Um, So I would say as prospects, I didn't scout Jesse Bates. So I started doing real, like watching college football and not just watching Jess Bombs' Bombs productions highlights on YouTube. Uh, I started actually watching and like, what, the year after Burrow. I didn't even really watch. I mean, like I watched a lot of LSU games. I knew Burrow was going to get drafted by the Bengals. I wasn't grinding the All-22, trying to actually scout his traits and all this other stuff. I just went, man, that guy's awesome. (laughs) Left it there. Then with the Jamar Chase draft, I was actually watching and – I was glad because there was like a weird, you know, there was a small group of people that didn't think Jamar Chase was the best wide receiver in the class. And I was glad to have him there. And as an elite game-changing prospect. Um, but I would say Dax Hill, I liked a lot. I liked a lot coming out. There were issues, but uh, nothing that made him not worth a first-round pick. I gave him a first-round grade. I probably wouldn't have given Jesse Bates a first-round grade because I'm assuming that the consensus was all second round grades or maybe even late second round grades so i think as a prospect coming out he's better the issue is jesse bates well outplayed that draft position he at one point was an elite safety and at least most years he was a good safety good to great starting level safety so if dax hill can play at that level and it almost happened immediately his rookie year about half of that year, he played at a really high level. It was a little inconsistent because he didn't do it every game, which is young. But I actually kind of carried on throughout his career most years. He didn't play at the highest level all years. For some reason, always like half the year. Uh, yeah, I if Dax can get to Jesse Bates' level, especially hitting the ground running like Bates did, that would be a little bit surprising for me. I think there will – he's a rookie, so I think there will be good games. There will be bad games. You hope that there's more good games than bad games. If he can string together, quality starts. And I think the Bengals make the postseason, which is not a shocking thing to say, but if he can even step it up in the postseason and really show against the top competition that he is that guy – then you could really have the opinion that this guy could be better than Jesse Bates. And I am probably higher on Jesse Bates than a lot of Bengals fans, especially now that he left uh, the same guys who were arguing he was better than Minka two years ago. Uh, I probably would even be there. Like this guy could be as good or better than Jesse Bates. And I thought Jesse Bates was an all pro level safety.
1: If I can remember, I want to say Jesse Bates rookie year. They That's when they cut George Iloka, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Surprise cut. Yeah, everybody thought. I remember not loving the pick. I was like, whoa, We got Iloka and Williams. Why do we need Bates?" And then they cut Iloka. And then I think week two that year was the Thursday night game against the Ravens, and he gets an interception on Flacco on like the first play of the game. I was like, "Glad we cut Iloka." Not George thing. Just yeah, this guy's cool. This guy's great.
1: Yeah, no, it really uh, worked out for them. Austin R says, with the remaining available salary cap, do you foresee the team trying to add an impact player on a one-year deal, or do you think they're saving that for the extensions for Joe T and Logan?
0: Uh, I think they're saving a lot of it for extensions, and they like to have wiggle room in their in their cap uh, for you know cut day guys like they did with Sharping and others i can't remember who definitely sharping was a big one that they waiver claimed but they like oh and um Asi, Asi. they like to keep cap for those guys they like to keep cap after those guys for um you know injury concern bring a guy in at least be able to pay him type money but i think a lot of it is safe for extensions which are hopefully coming soon i don't i don't think they're making any more moves before cut day to you
1: no, I don't. I've said it before. I feel like it when it comes to any extension news or anything like that, I think it's going to be the last week of July or the first week of August. Um, I have no inside sources or anything telling me that, so don't run with it, but it just feels that way. It's what normally happens. Uh, but yeah, I don't see any impact signings or anything like that. And you were right. One of the things the Cincinnati Bengals like to do, they don't play it close with the number when it comes to their salary cap. They leave plenty of a uh, little wiggle room in there just in case they need to use that money later. Uh, Marco says, James Rapine had an interesting take on Locked On Bengals podcast regarding Mixon and the potential of the Bengals asking him to take a pay cut. Thoughts? Any other cuts before or um, after June 1st?
0: Uh, I don't – I'd be surprised if they cut Mixon at this point, wouldn't you?
1: Yeah, I think pay any- cut.
0: We'll see. But, yeah, sorry. Didn't mean to cut you off, but yeah. No,
1: no, no. I think it's definitely – I think the pay cut is definitely going to happen. Ooh, um okay. I, I do. I feel really good. I feel strong about that. You don't think – you don't think I, that,
0: that- – I think it happens if they sign two out of three extensions. Really? And then I think – because – and I've been saying this, and maybe I end up being wrong after I say this a million times. Mm-hmm. I think it happens when they need the room. I don't think they're going to do it to do it. I think when they need the room, which could be Burrow plus T, they go, Joe, you know, we really want to keep you, but we just signed these extensions and we're going to need to cut your salary just a little bit so that we can make everything fit. And then I that makes more sense. Because if you go to Joe right now, and you just go, and eh, we're gonna cut your cut your salary. My first question would be, why? What are we doing? And if you have an answer for that, then maybe it's more palatable.
1: I think they've had conversations with Joe Mixon. Those conversations about the restructure of his contract or a pay cut and i can i definitely see what you're saying if they feel like they're having those extension conversations they feel like well we could use another two to three million dollars every team could use another two to three million dollars and they're like you know what joe we're going to have to adjust this we're going to have you on the roster you're going to be running back number one but you're going to make a couple million less than what we agreed to. But one of the things about the Cincinnati Bengals that's different from a lot of teams, they do honor their contracts pretty much. Um, So I could see them saying, Hey, we already knew what Joe Mixon was going to make in 2023. Mm -hmm. We're really not going to change this. We knew we had extensions coming up. We're going to give him what we said we were going to pay him. And uh, we'll just see how the rest of the season goes. And we'll worry about 2024 when we get there. So I feel stronger that it will be a pay reduction.
0: If anything, then it will, uh, but, man, I think it's like 50-50 if they do anything.
1: Yeah. I would feel shocked if he's not on the team mm-hmm. conversation. I would be absolutely shocked at this point. Would I would I have said that a couple months ago? No. I would have been like, I don't know. Anything's possible right now when it comes to the running back room. I would be shocked if he wasn't on the team and I would say that I feel strong about a pay conversation and that stuff feels so awkward to say. I hate saying that when it comes to players, money, player money. And and I know, you know, Joe Mixon has been a hot topic this off season, but I just, I kind of just go in that route. That's how I feel right now. We'll see what happens in the next couple months. Uh, But yeah, plenty more questions. I want to get to over on the Twitter page. Thank you for sending them. Bengals underscore sand at LNDS Patterson. We'll get to those next on it's always game day in Cincinnati.
0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select
1: devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at Shopify.com/specialoffer. All lowercase. That's Shopify.com/specialoffer. This, this is
0: it's always game day in Cincinnati with Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata.
1: We are back on. It's always game day in Cincinnati. Appreciate all of your questions. Really great stuff. I'll go ahead and get to a Ring of Honor question from Darian. He says, "Will Carson ever make it in the Ring of Honor?"
0: Ooh, I think. I think yes. What gut reaction? What do you think?
1: One hundred percent. Oh, really- okay. I mean, wow, I'm really going out on a limb on a lot of you things. You are,
0: Yeah, you got some hot takes coming I mean, out, 100%. Okay. No, one stick of, with it. I'm into this.
1: One of my favorite things to say is 100%. I should probably take the percentage oh, okay. off that. <laughs> I would say I'm at 80%. Here's the thing. Okay. I think eventually, you know, Joe, I feel confident that Joe Burrow is going to be able to win a Lombardi in Cincinnati. Maybe one, maybe two. And, and goodness, if there's more, that's awesome. Bring them all to Cincinnati. It's It's been It's never happened. Um, so we're waiting on that. And I think you, you move on from, from feelings and how things really went down. And yes, Carson said some really questionable things when it comes to the organization and Joe Burrow, even I remember Super Bowl week, you know, the comments he was saying of, uh, you know, is Joe going to be in Cincinnati for a second contract? What's that going to look like? I'm like, wait a minute, Carson, like, you you know, back up Joe's Joe's working just fine here. Don't, you know, offer your, your, don't offer any information here. I, I just, I didn't like any of it. So. I think we eventually, I think we move on from it and, and Carson gets in the ring of honor. I just laugh. I was just making words up for a moment. So I
0: I think the if it was just looking at them statistically and accolades and what they did, absolutely makes it. Why I think it's a possibility he doesn't and why I'm more like 75, 70% sure he makes it, the fans vote. And That's I true. still don't think they like him very much.
1: No, they don't. They definitely don't. Okay. And I, don't... I
0: was going to say I was going to give you a quick couple to branch off this question with other questions, who's more likely to make it? All right. The first one that just brings to my mind is Carlos Dunlap or Carson Palmer.
1: Ooh, whoa, <laughs> whoa. Um, I think I would say Carlos.
0: Oh, all right.
1: I know how it all – I know what ended. I know what happened here in Cincinnati with him. But I do
0: think I, it would breeze – I think it will breeze over quicker. And I think Carlos I can so. actually make, make them like him more by just, you know, coming to a game, being a ruler of the jungle or something. You know, like he didn't leave – he left on bad terms, obviously, but it wasn't as bad as the Palmer one, and it hasn't lingered really. I don't think – dunlap has said anything really that bad about cincy since he got out like he just used that to get out and just kind of like okay maybe once i'm trying to remember but i i don't think there has been much
1: nothing i mean it was pretty drama on his way out that was mm-hmm. for sure i mean the house for sale taking a picture of the whiteboard with the house <laughs> I mean, just having an instagram live and it was just absolutely crazy it was joe burrow's rookie year and i was like what is yeah. going on um and everything went fine after that uh, the next year, but uh, it's just, it's wild how that ended. But yeah, I think, I think fans would forget more about the Carlos Dunlap situation more than Carson Palmer. I mean, everybody just remembers how, I remember seeing it on the lower third that Carson Palmer demanded a trade out of Cincinnati. And honestly, Mike Brown did pretty good on that trade. I'm not going to lie.
0: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. All right. Another quick one. Let me think. Um, Okay. Carson Palmer or, Marvin Lewis, Marvin Lewis, you think he's making it?
1: Yep, I. But I want to say I'm sorry. I keep adding to these. No, you're fine. I think Marvin Lewis. They would put him on there. I think it's going to be so much easier it was easier after playoff wins for a lot of people but i think it's going to be if they get that Lombardi. they're like you know what thank you so much marvin for everything you've done mm-hmm. because marvin did do a lot a lot of things behind the scenes we don't know what happens those conversations he helped move a franchise and i know his success in the postseason was terrible but marvin still did a lot in cincinnati
0: he's what you call a floor racer you know mm-hmm. you're You shouldn't be terrible with him. You should at least always be functional. He was a coach that would be able to make you look like a competent NFL team, even if you weren't even going to be good. I think back to the Ryan Fitzpatrick year and the team stunk, but they tied the Eagles, who were pretty good that year. They they weren't like getting blown out every week. They look like an NFL team. Like sometimes like the Hugh Jackson Browns at times, they didn't look like an NFL team. Like they no. go out there or like those 0-16 Lions, they'd go out there. It's just like this team, like there's some talent here too. You think about yeah. that Browns offensive line. I think they saw Joe Thomas back then, maybe Alex Mack. Um, I think Batonio might've been there. It was like a really good offensive line. They can't figure out a win. They can't figure out how to look like a competent team, but yeah. all right. All right. The big one. Carson Palmer, Andy Dalton. I, Fans vote.
1: Do you think that Andy Dalton makes the Ring of Honor?
0: I don't know. That's where I think Palmer might be more likely, but I... I, oof.
1: I think Andy would be sitting on the ballot for a minute.
0: It Well. So is Palmer. Come on. He's not getting in first ballot. He's not even on the ballot yet.
1: It might be. It might be. They might be allowing more than two people in. And that is nothing against Andy because he did great things in Cincinnati too. I just, I feel like there are a lot of, here's what I'll say about the Cincinnati Bengals history. They have a lot of talented players. We'll never get to hear it in the national media. Obviously the Pro Football Hall of Fame is a failure when it comes to that. But overall they have a lot of talented guys that played in Cincinnati over the last, goodness three four decades that i think would make the list over those two guys
0: yeah i think over both like i think like tj hushmanzada he'll make it over both um gino and whitworth um like a lot of guys (laughs) you look back you're like yeah that guy's probably gonna make it quickly or at least before two other guys in his era so and then you're gonna get into like eifert does he make it Maybe. I, I don't know. He's probably got about as good of a shot as Andy.
1: He probably has a better shot than Andy. Fans
0: love him. Like if he gets on the ballot fans love him. That's the thing, is like it's not it's not us voting and trying to discuss this uh, accolades, and all the other stuff. Fans the season ticket holders vote and they love Eifert. So I think if he makes the ballot, it might not be first, but I think they're gonna look and they're just gonna like, I'm gonna throw Eifert a vote, <laughs> you
1: know? It's gonna be the what, what could have been with him, yep. but we really like him. We really yep. like what he did when he was out there. Uh, but, yeah, it's always unfortunate. Him and uh, A.J. And, and Green both. Obviously, A.J. Green will be easy to
0: A.J. be first ballot. I
1: yeah. Think. yeah. Be, I can't okay. wait. And, I, I already guarantee. This is what I'll say about this, and we'll move on to, to a couple more questions. I'm predicting now, and I know it's just the ruler of the jungle, things like that, but it's always really cool when they come back to town. A.J. Green will be at the home opener for the mm-hmm. Baltimore Ravens Ooh. game in the, of the jungle. jungle.
0: Okay. Yeah. I like that.
1: Makes I always sense. thought you were
0: just going to predict he's going to do it in general. And I was like, absolutely. No, no Baltimore like This Ravens. year, I think he's doing it. That would make a ton of sense to do it against the Ravens. I hope they bring – I always hear Willie talk about the team of that era and what they think of the team because of how poorly it was run at the time. Mm-hmm. I always want those guys to come back while it's been so good right now mm-hmm. and just know the fans still – you know, like. Corey Dillon, like, even if there was some anger when he left to the Patriots, like, it's not there anymore. Ruler of the jungle, like, hearing people scream yeah. for you and all this other stuff, that would be such a cool ruler of the jungle. Corey Dillon, um, I don't know, even a lot of guys in that era, like, <sighs> Mm -hmm. offensive line brain my mind my mind went to like bobby williams and levi jones (laughs) and i'm like well i don't know if the general fan at this point really cares but
1: but you remember them and goodness um rich bram all of them i know they're Mm -hmm. offensive linemen so a lot of people are like who but it was a really good offensive line Uh, Uh,
0: zeitler versus palmer (laughs) who makes it probably palmer
1: I guess. I mean, here's the thing. Kevin Zeiler. I said it a couple years ago. I think the team should have, they should have brought Kevin Zyler back. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was after that when they should have done it the first time I said, you know what? Try it. Third time's a charm. Bring it back. He's a free agent. Uh, but unfortunately they didn't do that. I thought he would be, he great on this offense line to come back. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just, that's, that's tough. It's tough to say when Carson Palmer will make it, he will be on the ballot eventually. He'll um, be on the
0: ballot for sure. I just think it, fans are still going to hold that grudge. That yeah, is the that is the deepest of wounds, and it's a lot of what he's said since.
1: Yeah, it's it's the additional comments. If he would have just moved on and said, you know mm-hmm. what, it's awesome to see, and he's doing a few of those interviews, and yeah. most of them praising Joe Burrow and everything like he's that. He softened
0: That's up crazy. a lot the last couple of years, so I think that, or at least last year, so mm-hmm. I think that could really blow things over, and then he. If he's able to win that part over, I mean, it's like a 90% chance he makes it. I think it's just that 20% lower for me is just – if he doesn't win over like the season ticket holders, they're not going to begrudgingly like vote him in. They're not voting in Chris Collinsworth because they don't like what he says on Sunday Night Football.
1: Oh, well, Chris Collinsworth, i uh, that guy. And no offense to him, either. I keep saying that, but but he's going to be sitting on that ballot for a minute too. Like, it's, <laughs>
0: it's, it's not even like he was a good player. Well.
1: I mean, it's I don't, I don't know what to say. Like, yeah, I just yeah. It, there's a couple players that we know for sure that that are going to be sitting there for a minute, and um, honestly, I still think it's going to be Boomer and, and Chad this year. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. We'll see what happens, but I think it would be an awesome move for them to put Lap into Jared That really fits the conversation. So we'll go ahead and get to him. He says, "How much more would a Super Bowl mean this year with guys like Boyd and Mixon most likely not coming back the following year?"
0: Oh, it always, I mean, you could do this next year too, though it'll be Cheeto and Trey maybe not coming back next year. I don't you don't want to think about it, but that's, that is what they drafted in the first two rounds. It's the logical place for those guys to move. I know Boyd and Mixon both have been here longer than those guys, but I mean, like that's what I'm going to be next year. I think because they've been on the team for so long, it does mean a little bit more than winning one for the guys that came in free agency, that first big free agency class. So I, I it does mean a little bit more and I would hate, I won't say hate because I'm gonna love any Super Bowl to win, but it's gonna you know be like a tiny bit if the Bengals don't win this year and they win next year or something. I'll have that tiny bit of man, I wish they did this with Boyd. I wish they did this with Joe. I wish they did this with you know all these guys that left last year because it is kind of the end of an era with those guys. It was the post playoff Dalton era Bengals and. They weren't very good, but both those guys were always such stalwarts on the team of like, you know, consistency and just the rock bed that set the foundation for what's here now.
1: Yeah, I think with, um, I I kind of had that memory or even thought when they went to the Super Bowl in 2021, and the player I was thinking about was Gio Bernard. Mm -hmm. And I I thought, you know what, you know, Gio goes to Tampa and you think, Oh, I'm going to Tampa. I'm with Tom Brady. We're probably going to the super bowl. And they did, He did win a playoff game and that was awesome. I want to say uh, Gio even scored a touchdown in that game, but I thought, I just remember Gio being there for the tough times. He was there during the postseason drought. And he would always speak to the media and just talk and just say, I'm here, even during the Carlos Dunlap drama. And we would hear from him and he'd always talk to the media. And I thought this is this would be so cool if Gio was on this 2021 team, just because he's been such a great behind-the-scenes leader, too. Um, but yeah, Tyler Boyd, it's awesome to see him back out there for the off-season program and it, it will be bittersweet knowing that this is more than likely his last year here. You know, every touchdown he scores, um, his his fun celebrations, and just his leadership of hearing him talk to the media because he will say what he's feeling. He's very honest about his comments, and I love everything yeah. about it. But uh, but yeah, I think that would be that would be uh, it would it would fit just right for Tyler Boyd to be able to to go out with a Lombardi. That would be pretty huge.
0: Hmm, I would love it.
1: Yeah all right dylan says uh, what's the biggest trap game this year
0: Ooh, my gut reaction was to immediately say either brown's game just because they've done it when when i don't know i feel like they're gonna go into that game with a little bit of confidence like we've done this before it's just a lot of the same players especially on that defense So if the Bengals play under expectations week one, which they've done before and under expectation against the Browns, which they've done before is week one, a possible trap. that's usually not what you think of, but you've got the Ravens game week two, right? I think.
1: Yeah. Ravens are week two. Ravens
0: week two Bengals. I'm not saying that they're looking ahead, but that is what you talk about the trap game. You've got, you know, this game against the Browns and it's a new defensive coordinator. They're going to look a little different. But you're probably thinking about that Ravens game a little bit. It's like that's our competition yeah, in this division. We gotta win this game. And we that's you know, that's the big competition. So I guess week one is, is such a weird trap game, but I think the Bengals are the better team. They should win. And the Browns have just convinced me that that they might not.
1: You know what, Aldwell? I see where you're going with that. And and that makes perfect sense. I think it's going to going to be the Texans game. Oh, wow. It's so wild. It's like, why in the world would I think that? Because yes. it's the Texans, they're dealing with a rebuild. CJ Stroud, we don't know what he's going to look like in the NFL as a starting quarterback. So I'm just going totally random. And it's because I look at the other games and division games, I feel like they should be up for. Um, you know, you could say the same thing, a split game between the Steelers, but I think the Steelers are going to be better than a lot of people think. I actually think they're going to be the biggest competition for the Cincinnati Bengals in the AFC North. I I just I feel that way. I I feel strong about I I don't know if you said it or or we talked about on the podcast. They have less to figure out when it comes to the the Pittsburgh Steelers going into this upcoming season. And I don't want to say that's a trap game because I still think the competition is going to be really high. Uh, But, yeah, I'm going to go with a team that I think is going to be not so great. And I'll be like, well, what if if that's a trap game? You know, what are the Minnesota Vikings going to look like towards the end of the season? Is that going to be one? So, uh, Cleveland's definitely would be the first pick, but I'll just try to be different. I'll just say Texans, but I really think they're going to win that game.
0: One you didn't mention. I know a lot of people think they'll be bad. Titans. (laughs) Because the Titans are going to get up for that game. They still have hate for this Bengals team.
1: Well, it's about time. It's been a minute, <laughs> but uh, but, uh, but no, you know what? I thought about that, but since I'm making the road trip, I'm like, no, 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 I cannot. It's have on make- the road. I want to go out on Broadway after the game. I'm not really going to be. Oh, well, I- you <laughs> could
0: hit it either way. <laughs> one's yeah, happy, yeah. one's angry.
1: That game was still wild. even last year. It was so. Even I last just, year like, it was pretty tight. Why in the world? And then it, it kind of felt like they were running away with it towards the very, very end. Yeah. Um, and then That was
0: my second thought was the Titans game I don't know who they're playing before or after that game or where the bye is or anything like that but my first thought was man it'll probably be Tannehill maybe or it might still be Tannehill at that point yeah they can be functional on offense and that defense hates them they hate the Bengals Jeffrey Simmons he hates them all these guys and you know they, they they want to win that game that is the big thing I think of. It I know that's, you know that's not everything in sports, but when I think about a team that's going to get up extra and they're probably not going to make the playoffs, but they're going to try to win that game. It is the Titans against the Bengals, whatever week that is. So um, show up, please, Bengals, and you know just throw like three touchdowns first quarter and not make me think about it.
1: It's week four, and they're okay. going to actually be coming off Monday Night Football with the Rams.
0: Oh, and what's the game after?
1: The game after they hit the road and take on the Arizona Cardinals.
0: Okay, well, they probably not going to
1: care about the Cardinals game. Another no, trap are No, I'm just joking. I mean, <laughs>
0: <laughs> if they get trapped by the Cardinals, I don't know what to do. It's not impossible. They got trapped by the, the, the Mike White Jets, so...
1: If you have expectations to get a number one seed, that would be a bad, bad, bad game to lose. Um, and I know it's on the NFC side, but still, you want to pick up as many as possible because it would be. It's it's funny. I'm going to wrap this up because we're actually running long. But you know how you, you hear all the time the game is uh, the AFC championship game is hosted in Kansas City at Arrowhead and everything like that. The Bengals are the reason that the last two years were at Arrowhead when you when it comes to the seeding. I mean, it just a couple games it's just, they're the big, they're the biggest reason. So Kansas city has the Bengals to thank for that. Uh, but, uh, I know you're, you're busy. You're taking some time off soon. You have plenty of soon, work soon that people can re- recap on all Bengals. And, uh, if, if they didn't listen to the last episode, what is up there?
0: Uh, hopefully up uh, by the time you're listening, hopefully chase Brown article. I keep putting it off. But I think I opened up a doc. I titled it Chase Brown. I formatted it, and I wrote one sentence. So I'm hopefully going to finish it up today or tomorrow morning. Um, yeah, that is that is what's going up. And then it is the two-month break. But before that, I mean, you can read about the other four draft picks. If you did read about those guys, that I think would be the big one. Just read about them, what are my thoughts, where I think they fit in the scheme, everything else. And if you made it this long, I will let you know that my I did the NFL comparison for Chase Brown. Sometimes takes me a minute, but this one didn't take me too too long and it is if you've read my other ones, I feel like I'm always going for these mid to late 2000s players. Donald Brown from the Colts. That is why I landed landed on. Committee back, did a lot of passing okay. work. I mean you know, he caught 27, 29, 20 passes. Uh, it's not a ton. But uh, ran for 645 yards one year on five yards a carry. Ended up, you know, fine. I don't know. It's not, like, super exciting. But I came across it. I was like, the same size? He's, he was pretty explosive? Uh, I don't know. It's nothing that will get the juices flowing. I'm not saying he's going to be something too exciting. But um, hopefully he is. I always go for – I feel like usually I end up taking the slightly lower end of the I think it's middle because in my mind. I want to go high, but I always go for like, you know, maybe it's slightly lower than everybody's yelling about comparison.
1: It can only go up from here for Chase Brown. So. Why uh... <laughs> oh,
0: you think that bad of Donald?
1: No, <laughs> oh, I don't know. I, don't, I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it's fine. <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, that is, it's nothing exciting. This <laughs> is a very, oh, sure. Yeah. I remember Donald. <laughs> comparison. I mean, I don't know. I didn't, I, I, did, okay. I didn't want yeah, to okay. say something that, was...
1: that you're going to regret when it comes to running back comparison, <sighs> yeah. 100%. It's totally fine. Make sure you go check that out before Mike takes a break. And when he does take a break, make sure you go back to all bangles. <laughs> I think I drove
0: everybody there. away from reading a Chase Brown article by saying <laughs> I'm comparing the
1: Here's what Brown. you messed up. With. Here's where you messed up. You should have said, oh, I have the NFL comparison. Make sure you go to make the Make sure you
0: read it. Yeah, sure. There it is. You
1: dropped the name. I'm like, what? What are you doing? Ah,
0: people turned it out. They think we're outroing.
1: Yeah, that's true. They're like, are you guys are going to wrap this up. But uh, yeah, they're probably
0: are... skip like three times. Like, they're still talking.
1: <laughs> really did. Really did. Well, we'll be back next week. Um, Hopefully, we're talking about something other than the offensive line, running back, uh, Joe Mixon, Jonah Williams, or anything like that. And we're talking more of Bengals offseason program. They will be in their OTA program. So that'll be really exciting stuff. And we will break that down on It's Always Game Day and Cincinnati.